Chara Supply Chain. Highlighting and showcasing solutions for the most complex challenges facing the industry in 21st century by our team of subject matter experts and mentors. Broadcasting every week all year round, we will present the most up-to-date series of podcasts and webinars. Hello and welcome to another a new episode of Vichara Supply Chain. And I'm so happy to be back here this week with our special guest, uh, Philip Awinger, a supply chain expert and current coach, and he's based in Austria. Thank you for joining us, Philip. It's great to have you on the show. Hi, Nohadi. Thanks a lot. It's a big pleasure to be on the show with you. Thanks for inviting me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in today's episode, we will be talking about what makes a great supply chain manager. But uh, before we get started, could you please brief a little bit about yourself, your professional background, and how did you exactly fall in love with the supply chain? All right, so I would say I started very classically, like many other supply chainers, I studied supply chain. And I remember during that time, I also had an internship, for example, I was helping at a stock count, counting screws, <laughs> and then I worked myself up bit by bit. So the first job that I had after university was supply planning and fast-moving consumer goods. But I can tell you, I thought I came out of university, I thought I knew everything, but it turned out during the first week, I was so stressed and overwhelmed, I ran to the bathroom crying and I had a panic attack. <laughs> so it, it, it really was bad in the beginning. But I, I worked myself up. So I went to supply planning, did, let me think, uh, supply chain controlling, some project management as well for, for international projects. And then also became later on as my first leadership role, I was head of regional demand planning. So that was for an international team and also taking care of 250 million euros of sales. So I really had to think that I worked myself up. At the same time, I noticed that my big passion is really supporting people in their growth. And I felt like, okay, in the company I was at, I I didn't see the opportunities to do that to the extent that I wanted. So I decided, okay, I really, this is what I want to do. I was born to do this. So I decided to open my own business. And I'm a solo entrepreneur as career coach specifically for supply chainers. So I support young, especially young supply chainers Mm -hmm. to make their next career step. Mm -hmm. And he asked about why I fell in love with it. Um, it's really it never gets boring so things are constantly changing and i always had this mindset for optimizing things and also this this holistic thinking the bigger picture and i really feel like yeah it never gets boring and looking at all these different jobs i had that's normal in supply chain you can do so many different things and yeah, that's that's how I fell in love with it, and that's why I find it so so fascinating. Okay, uh, so Philip, as a professional in supply chain, we have seen a lot of changes in the global supply chain due to mm-hmm. various reasons, right? From COVID to unbalance of global shipping, for example, and it's also has been happening this year as well. So, in your opinion, what are the key challenges of supply chain management in twenty twenty two? Yeah, you already mentioned, I mean, the big things like COVID and container crisis and so on. I, I won't go into detail because everybody speaks about this. What I'd like to point out is two other things. So first of all, VUCA is here to stay. I don't know if everybody's aware of the, of the term VUCA. So that's volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity. Mm-hmm. And these are here to stay. 
And I think that the companies that deal well with these aspects, they'll be the ones who succeed in 2022 and also beyond. And I feel that it all boils down to, to the mindset of the people. So if they can adapt quickly, um, then they can deal with these crises a lot better rather than if they're afraid or if they have leaders who are afraid and don't know what to do. And I think that this is really the, the big difference that companies can make here and especially supply chain managers can make. And the second thing that I thought about, and this doesn't get as much coverage here specifically for supply chain, it's the great resignation. It's happening. People are working like crazy during very difficult times here with very difficult surroundings, also working from home. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, then you see companies are chopping down the year-end parties or there's no more team buildings, no more trainings. So very often it gets demotivating. You're doing, 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 but you're not getting anything in return. And especially if then you go for a salary negotiation, then you're, now it's difficult. I don't have a budget. But then afterwards, maybe two weeks later, you hear the earnings are announced and it sounds like a good year for the company. And that's where I think um, that, that loyalty becomes very, very important. And loyalty needs to be a two-way street. I always hear that companies demand loyalty from the people. But I feel that companies also have to give something in return. And this doesn't only have to be money. This can also be um, yeah, celebrating successes together and, and showing genuine gratefulness for, for great achievements that people have, have managed. And this can even be done online. I know that many people say, yeah, we used to have parties, but now online, that doesn't work. Well, just one example back from, from my corporate days. Um, you know, the, the secret Santa game that's very popular before Christmas. So you pick from your team somebody who gets a present and you get a present from somebody else, but you don't know who it is. And I said, OK, well, we don't meet, but we can do this via Zoom. And instead of giving, I don't know, a gift certificate from Ikea or something, we said, OK, how about handing out and receiving compliments? So saying, OK, I really enjoyed working in this project because you really showed that you can understand complex matters very well. You're able to analyze data and put them nicely visualized onto a screen. And I really admire this. And I can tell you, we did this once and I happened to be sitting next to my manager at the time. And he had to wipe away tears from his eyes because he was so touched by it. And I can tell you, I was touched too. This is just one example of how you can also show this gratitude and show and build a team spirit, even if you're working in a remote setup. So I think that this is really the, the two factors, VUCA, as I said, so really mm. the external world and the great resignations and making sure that your team is not hit by the great resignation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. So uh, back to a fundamental terminology, what is the role mm -hmm. of supply chain manager and how important this role in the organization for driving the competitiveness of the company? I would say generally speaking, being able to analyze data and to take decisions, that's, those are prerequisites. And you shouldn't be a supply chain manager if you can't deal with numbers or can't take decisions. But what makes a great supply chain manager and what really also makes a difference is soft skills. Soft skills. So really soft skills. Yeah, because obviously you can manage service levels or get stock levels right or reduce logistics costs, whatever it is. But if you're able with soft skills to inspire a team to perform these tasks well, and also showing that you have an understanding if things might go wrong during the moment, then you can also support your team. If you develop them and you nurture them, then it means that they'll be more loyal to you. 
And of course, they might at one point grow and they might want to switch to a different department or step up and yeah, step into another team. Well, yeah, then that's the way it is. People are here to develop. It's like a plant. If you tell a plant to stop growing, it won't be happy. And I hear that many people say, yeah, but then they'll, they'll go to another company. Well, if you don't develop them, for sure they will leave. So then for sure they'll go to a competitor in the worst case. So I think that this is where supply chain managers need to be very aware of the effect that they have on the people who work for them. And I think um, if you look at fluctuation, I mean, it's normal. There's always a certain fluctuation, but this is all the more important then also to put extra efforts into recruiting and hiring the right talents. And especially if you look at students nowadays, they're very bright. There are really some very clever people coming into the workforce. But here it's also key to say, well, how do you make sure that these people are attracted by your company? And this goes very much into providing a good work-life balance or also allowing home office from time to time or regularly, depending on the needs, and going away from this old school thinking of saying that you can only achieve things if you're sitting in an office and somebody's counting the hours that you're sitting here. That doesn't work with young people anymore. Mm -hmm. We are motivated by, by the goals, by working on really cool tasks together with the team and motivating people by checking if they're in the office on time. That yeah. doesn't work. It's really all about rewarding good work also. You just mentioned that one of the characteristics of great supply chain manager is the, mm -hmm. the, the soft skill itself. So in very, in, in very short sentence, tell us a bit about the DNA of the grid supply chain manager. In a short sentence, because you might have noticed I could talk for a long time. <laughs> let, me, <laughs> let me put it short. Um, I would put two aspects here. First, first is externally. So externally. being able to network also with other departments, other hierarchies, also with industry experts outside of the company. So that's the one thing that supply chain managers should do because this way they, um, they can make sure that the next project, for example, will work better if they already have a good network that will support them um, no matter how small or how big the project might be. Supply chain projects always touch various departments. And internally, it's, as I mentioned before, it's all about inspiring and developing people and here, yeah, recruiting, also being very mindful and uh, considering diversity, for example, here and creating an atmosphere where people can thrive. And I would even say going a step further, especially nowadays, if you look at sustainability, is to act responsibly. So this could be, I don't know, more eco-friendly activities at work or source, sourcing decisions should not have any child labor, for example, or supporting local charities. So I think if you have this kind of role model effect, then you also create a snowball effect. Mm -hmm. And I think that the people who see this in their role model, they will also become a great leader one day. And yeah, this will change how supply chains are run worldwide. And I mean, I know this sounds cheesy, but somehow we can create a better world. If we have better supply chains. So I think mm -hmm. that this is something that should be in the DNA of, of great supply chain managers. Yeah. I actually still have a couple of questions, but uh, I think we are running out of time. But before we close <laughs> today's conversation, do you have any advice for young supply chain professionals, especially to everyone who's just been started their career in supply chain role? I work a lot with students, supply chain students. So I know that very often they come out and they say, well, now I studied, now I can be a manager. And I feel that it makes sense to be humble in the very beginning. 
think back to my, my anecdote from before where I panicked in my first week on the job. You don't have to make that mistake that I made. So yeah. be humble, work mm-hmm. yourself up, and at the same time, be curious. So be sure that you um, that you're curious to find out more, that you keep on up to date, that you read into what's happening in the supply chain world and so on, discussing also with, with other people, for example, online on LinkedIn. Nobody expects people to know everything, especially yeah. if they're young. But I think what is a fair expectation is to want to find out more and to learn something. And I think this keep learning is really the, the most important thing. Just because you finished your studies doesn't mean that you're finished with learning. That's where really the, the hands-on experience grows. At Bichara Supply Chain, we are committed to driving global perspective to embrace technological adaptation in improving process efficiencies. Don't forget to subscribe, like and share Bichara Supply Chain. And stay tuned for the latest updates. To learn more, visit our website www.bicharasupplychain.com. Thank you for listening to us. We look forward to seeing you at our next episode.